Hello, and welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. I've been celebrating students and staff on social media since 2014. I'm in the trenches with you, and I know it's not an easy task. So if you're responsible for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more for a K-12 school district, you are in the right spot. You're going to lean in and learn some simple, actionable tips to help you reach even more people. And that's all gonna happen while keeping your sanity. So let's get started. It's a party. You guys, episode 200, can you believe it? What turned from COVID and being shut in in 2020 has now created a weekly podcast that has thousands and thousands of downloads since it started. And we're recording episode 200 today, and it's a special one because I am getting interviewed by my husband, Bill Gribble. He has gotten a front row seat to all of the growth and uh, change and evolution that Social School for EDU has gone through. And he is going to be interviewing me today. Um, Actually, 10 years of business and 200 episodes we're going to kind of talk about it all, like what's important uh, to social media, what I've learned, some of my best mentors, what I see for the future. All of that's going to be discussed. So very excited for you to listen to today's episode. And in honor of 200 episodes, I would love it if I had 200 reviews on my podcast. So if you have not left a review, for Mastering Social Media for Schools, would you please head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave me a review? Um, If you're not there and you want to just leave me a review on my Social School for EDU Facebook page, you can do that there as well. But those reviews really help other people, other school communicators, school leaders that are concerned about social media. They It lets them know that this is like a legit source for some really good information and ideas. And I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. Those reviews really help. So will you please jump over, leave me a review, and now let's get into this week's K-12 PR tip. Okay, today's K-12 PR tip, it is episode 200. I feel like this tip needs to be like mind-blowing, but my tips usually are just little things that are going to make it better, easier, you know, more efficient for you. And so today is going to be no different. We're going on Facebook, okay? When you're logged in as your Facebook page, you've got a little bit of information like your bio and you've got some details. Did you guys know that you could actually link people to your website and your Instagram page right there on your school's Facebook page? Okay, you got to be logged in as the school. Then you're going to be able to edit your details on the left hand side. And then just go down to the bottom and there's the website and then there's social links. You can add links to Instagram, Twitter, um, WhatsApp. There's a lot of other options there. Let me just see right here quickly um, if you wanted to uh, add more. You are just going to click edit and you got a whole list. WeChat, Kick, Pinterest, Tumblr, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. Put all of your social media channels right there on Facebook. That's usually the number one channel for people to um, follow you. And then they will be able to find the official channels that are associated with your school district. So get those details updated. And now let's jump into a little bit 
of a reflection on 200 episodes and 10 years in this business of social media storytelling. Let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast episode 200. And I am a little more nervous than usual because today we are turning the tables and I am going to introduce you to my adorable, loving, hilarious husband who sometimes could be mistaken for Clark Griswold. We have Bill Gribble in the house. Bill, how are you? Doing great. Good to be here. So I am just going to flip it over to you and we're going to just uh, do this thing called Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. Cool. Here we go. Well, this is the 200th episode, right? Yes. Wow. I mean, my first thought was, why did it take 200 episodes to get me on one? But this isn't about me. This is about you. We'll go there. So I know a lot of your listeners have heard your story and they know kind of how you got to where you are today. But I thought it'd be good. I mean, there's always new listeners and people. Maybe you can recap kind of the story, how you ended up here today with 200 episodes and a successful business, et cetera. Yeah, because this not only marks 200 episodes, but it's actually 10 years of doing uh, social media for schools. So I have told this before, but I I was in corporate America for 13 and a half years. Um, I am a people pleaser, overachiever, um, and was was making my way up in the corporate world when I came into work one day and found out my job had been eliminated. And uh, at the time, I was a single mom with two little girls. So I thought it was absolutely the end of the world. I was never going to be able to get another job and um, was really, really upset, but immediately went to work and started looking for jobs. And I actually got to work with uh, another female entrepreneur uh, and friend who had a catering business. And she said, Andrea, like, can you help me with social media and some other things? Like, I'm so busy running my business that I don't really have time. Uh, to do all of this. And I don't have formal training in social media. Um, so I just kind of had to say, yeah, I that interests me. I'd love to learn. And so that's really what started it off. I was doing social media for different businesses, caterer, photographer, accountant. And um, a few months in, I got a chance, I got an email from the superintendent at New Auburn School District. His name's Brian Henning. And he happened to be my mom's boss. And Bill, you and I know my mom loves to talk and loves to share. And so she was talking about my struggle and um, getting started with social media. And Brian's like, hey, we can actually, you know, partner with Andrea to help us with the social media for the school. So that was the first invitation in. And in 2014, I uh, launched Facebook and Instagram, no, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube for New Auburn. And then I found out other schools needed help as well. And so um, after a few months, I decided, hey, I'm going to go all in on schools and just trying to focus on helping them. And that's really how I got started. There was a lot of struggles, uh, including selling my house and moving in with my parents and, um, you know, almost giving up on this, uh, this entrepreneurship, this, this business and this, this, uh, goal of helping schools with social media. But I'm really happy to say after 10 years that I 
did not give up and I've gone on to help hundreds of schools and 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 really thousands of social media storytellers truly around the world. And so super blessed. Yeah, awesome. Good recap. So you kind of touched on a little bit, but what who are kind of the biggest mentors or or role models for you as you you know started this business and you know who played those key roles early on? Yeah. So obviously I mentioned one superintendent, Brian Henning. I mean, he gave me a chance and I think that's so cool. All of us, um, you know, all of you listening are working in education. We've got teachers and educators and leaders that um, whether we're a single mom at 35, um, you know, trying to to get a break or your student or, you know, anything that, that they can really put those opportunities in front of you and uh, believe in you before you maybe believe in yourself. Um, so Brian was a big one. Also, um, Brian really suggested that I reach out to Joe Sanfilippo. And Joe is oh, this was the superintendent in Fall Creek. Um, I think everybody knows the name Joe Sanfilippo now because he speaks all over the country on um, you know, the the narrative and changing the narrative around education. And a lot of that is through social media. So Joe was nice enough to welcome me in to Fall Creek and tell me about their storytelling and um, really give me some great advice of about working with schools. And then um, third, I just started reaching out to like the big names in, you know, school communications. Kristen Majette it, had written a book about social media for schools and I tweeted at her and said, Hey, I'm really enjoying your book. And she tweeted back at me and now we're friends. Um, but I, you know, I think the biggest thing, um, and the biggest key to my success has just been not being afraid of reaching out to those people that are ahead of me in this journey. Um, even though they may seem like these big superstars that don't have time, uh, for somebody just starting out, uh, they do. And they really took the time to pour into me, let me ask my stupid questions, um, really help me learn, and then continue to introduce me to more people. So um, besides those three names that I want to mention, I just want to also mention that early on I got involved in ENSPRA, which is the National School Public Relations Association, the state chapter, WISPRA, Wisconsin's, and then also just our state association with Wisconsin administrators and school board members. I just really immersed myself in those communities and that's really made all the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and most people see success. They look at you and see, okay, she's successful, and that's the way it's always been. But we know there's always more to the story. So what maybe you could share what what was the what was the hardest part of growing social school for ADU for you? Or maybe your biggest failure as you were trying to grow it. What what would you what would you say that was? Yeah, well. I think the biggest struggle was just I was trying to figure things out and didn't really come from a position of like, I wasn't the expert when I started. And it took a lot longer than one might think to make progress. Um, I was just looking back because you did let me know a few of these questions that you were going to ask. Um, I just looked back and I started with uh, Waterloo School District um, down near Madison in Wisconsin. 
in January of 2016. And Brian Henning was the superintendent at New Auburn, and he was there for about a year while we were doing social media. And then he went down to Waterloo and brought me down there. So it, it was about two years, almost two years later. I still remember to this day talking to my accountant in the library at the Waterloo High School. And I was going to be talking to their um, school board about social media. And I remember when my accountant said, hey, I think you can start paying yourself. This is like almost two years after I started my business. I had still not really figured out in those two years that I was going to this was going to be a viable business where I was like actually going to be able to pay myself. Um, I already had some team members, a few, four or so, um, and and myself, but I wasn't giving myself a paycheck. And so I think many people don't realize that when um, they think about maybe where I'm at now um, because my face is everywhere and, and we do a lot of things with the podcast and the blogs and the book and all of those things. But um, day by day, not giving up, um, that was a real struggle and trying to like believe in myself enough and believe in the value that I could bring. And, you know, who am I to be this person? I'm not this expert. I haven't worked in, you know, hundreds of schools uh, or even a school directly. So who am I? Um, but to turn that into some confidence of just like, I really want to help people. And I just found a group of people that I really loved serving. And so it was, it was not easy. It was just not easy. And and you, and you know, that of uh, more than anybody, all of our talks and moments where we maybe wanted to give up and, um, raising six kids, um, on little to no income was not easy, but we, we kept at it and we did it. And I am really grateful now. So is that a pretty good answer? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So what's the biggest lesson over the last 10 years, uh, then that, that you've learned? Um, biggest lesson learned. Well, one of them is just surround yourself with other really good people. Um, I've certainly done that with my team at Social School for EDU, we have about 30 um, storytellers that I learn from every day. Um, I have a membership community of about 400 schools that, again, I learn from every day. Um, I guess with that, I just think that a really big lesson is you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the answer. You just have to create a network around you that will have the answer when you need it. Um, and so I think that's a really big key, well, to to my success and because I do social media every day for, for New Auburn School District. This morning, while I was uh, watching those kids in the weight room, I was creating a reel about goats on my phone, right? And I'm figuring all of that out. And so um, I, I'm in the trenches with you and I, I know that it's easy to get overwhelmed um, when it comes to social media, I know it's easy to get overwhelmed um, just doing school communications. And obviously, it's overwhelming when you're building a business um, from like Hodunk, Wisconsin, like little town of New Auburn. Um, it's not easy. But, you know, I, I don't have to have all of the answers. I just have to have and build that network of people that are out there doing what I do. 
And so surrounding myself with those people has been the absolute best. And I guess just with that is just being humble enough to know that I'm, I don't have to have all the answers and that I'm always open to learning from other people. And so I think that, I don't know, some people call it that growth mindset, right? Like you're always going to be growing. Um, that gets me up in the morning. That gets keeps me excited. Like I'm just always looking for new things I can learn and new tips I can share. Um, and so that's that's been a great lesson as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing you. And so you're always learning. That's what I'm hearing you say. And I see that. I mean, you know, you were the nerd that married the cool guy. And that's that's our story, really. Right. But, it, is, uh, it is our story. And, and you know, I was Little Miss 4.0 in high school. And you just thought that was so very boring. But uh, you, I was not- making I was in the back of the class cracking jokes. But. <laughs> Hey, we make a good pair. We balance each other. We do make a good pair. (laughs) Um, So, well, that kind of is a good segue into, I mean, social media is always changing. It's a a constantly uh, changing. I mean, how do you stay on top of all that? What do you, what do you do to make sure all your, you can bring value to your listeners? Well, it's hard. Um, And the reason why it's hard, and you know this, Bill, is that social media can be great and it can be really a time suck. It can be help, you know, it can break families apart. It can really keep people distracted. And I realize that. And um, I know that early on in building this business, it was not easy. Um, I spent, you know, you go from working 40, 50 hours a week for somebody else to working 80 to 100 hours a week working for yourself and so that balance part was not easy for me um i think with social media and the fact that it is always changing and always getting updates and um nothing ever cha- stays the same and you have to deal with comments um i think the biggest thing is you know, making sure that you do spend time on the platforms where you are watching what other people are doing, people that are maybe better than you, um, people that share easy tips. I mean, what what I like to do is I I follow other influencers or other businesses and what they share, and then I specifically apply it to, okay, how does this relate to what schools should be doing with social media? And then I try to teach it. And I don't claim to be the best teacher in the world, but yet over the years, I've been able to do hundreds of webinars and, um, you know, wrote a 300 page book all about social media. Um, So I think it's daily doing the right things in order to, you know, keep up with it, but don't let it get so overwhelming that you always feel like you have to be doing the next platform and oh my gosh, you know, we need to be on TikTok. We need to be on LinkedIn. Oh, Pinterest, maybe we should be there. Like I always tell schools, hey, if you only want to do one thing and do it well, I would say do Facebook. Okay. And only when you're ready, then you can grab on to another channel like Instagram or like Twitter or X or like LinkedIn. But um, I think a big mistake is trying to do it all. Um by yourself. And the last thing I want to 
touch on just a little bit with social media. And I, I totally like, this is my mantra for 2024. And you know that I'm really excited about this. Um, I am finally meeting in person every week with a team of social media interns. So these are high school students that are going to help tell the story for the school district. And this is almost like a reverse mentor role. Even with me, who does social media every day, I'm going to learn so much from these students. So I would say a big opportunity to stay in touch and to stay on top of social media is incorporating those students, whether it be a formal social media internship program where they get paid. Mine happens to be not paid, not for credit, but guess what? They're going to learn a ton. They're really excited about it. Um, and so I'm excited to see how that grows. And again, I'll, I'll be teaching more about it as well and sharing my journey with it. But I think, um, I don't know, does that, does that help share a few tips on how to stay on top of it? Absolutely. Yeah, oh. it does. Also, also listen to this podcast Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, every good. week, every week we talk to somebody new and I'm telling you guys, I, you can't ever say in social media, like, oh, I know everything I've arrived and you can't. So you have to surround yourself with people that are trying new things, learning new things. And, you know, just by putting like this podcast in the background or another podcast that's talking about social media or school communication, you are going to pick up little tips and tricks that might just make a, the biggest difference um, for your storytelling efforts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what uh, what keys would you say are to having a successful social media program at schools? What what type of things if you had to summarize it like two or three things, what are the keys to being successful for these schools? Yeah, that's a great question. And after 10 years, 200 episodes, um, I have learned a lot. And I continually talk to new people that get thrown into this role. And they're like, I'm responsible for this now, but where do I get started? I, you know, I think number one is having someone um, that is responsible for posting on that district page. So if you have a district Facebook, a district Instagram, um, and maybe you only have those two channels, but you've got someone that's responsible for the images that are put out there, for how it's worded, for dealing with comments, you know, that you've got to have somebody in charge. But the second thing is that person cannot be the one that is taking all the pictures, being at every event, uh, you know, taking every video, um, remembering everything to cover, that has to be the entire staff um, and maybe even some students. So I think you need to have someone in charge um, and kind of knowing those main platforms. Number two is get a process where everybody can be involved. We um, at Social School for EDU do social media management for 85 school districts across the country. And we set up an email address. So it's like social media at myschool.org or whatever your domain is. And that's what people mail content in um, because there are a lot of ways to communicate. And there's texts and direct messages and Instagram DMs and all of this thing, all of these things. Um, it can get really overwhelming for that person. So second is have a, a way for everybody to get involved. Um, and then three, I just think it's that consistency 
of making sure that you are continually showing up. So um, making sure that daily you are highlighting the great things happening at your school. Uh, Posting once a day, I post about three times a day for my little school district that has 300 students in it. It's one building and we definitely have three things a day during the week that we would want to share. So um, so don't tell me that you can't at least post one thing a day. Um, and I think a lot of people get caught up in, um, not that you don't want a strategy because you, you want to celebrate these things, but you need to show your work. You need to show what the school is doing. And the easiest way to do that is through social media. We all have a camera in our hand. And so consistently making that effort of, yes, I am going to show up. And obviously, check out my website. Check out these podcast episodes. You're going to find hundreds of things that you could be sharing out on that consistent basis. But those would be like my top three tips. Somebody's in charge. And by the way, it might not be a communications person. Obviously, we do it for some schools. It might be a secretary. It might be a principal. It might be an art teacher or a media specialist. Um, Get somebody there, get a way to get content in and then consistently share that. Those would be my top three. Okay. And what, um, you mean you've helped so many schools across the country and I've seen it and, and what, what do you see change in these school districts and within the school and within the district and the community when they go from maybe a fledgling or non-existent social media program to one that's got a system and, and, and methods and, and, uh, and consistency, et cetera. I mean, what, what do you see happen? It's amazing. It is transformative. I think there are so many school leaders out there that, I mean, superintendents, you and I both know, superintendents do not have an easy job. Um, obviously, either do educators, teachers, all of this. The more that we can put out and show what's actually happening in our school buildings, it makes a remarkable transformational difference in the perception, in the understanding of not only your parents, but other staff members, of the students, of the community, of the people that are paying taxes, but don't necessarily have kids that go to school there anymore. Um, The impact, I mean, in 2023, New Auburn reached over 200,000 people through Facebook posts. That number is astronomical when you think they only have 500 people in the whole town. Okay, so there is this ability and it's a free platform to use. Um, Yes, you got to maybe pay somebody on your staff to put stuff out there, but we're not paying to like boost these things. They're just getting that reach. Um, So, I, I mean, I'm going out to speak with one of our schools out in Washington to talk about the transformation that's made, you know, for their school district. Um, we're working with a school district in Michigan that for 30 years, we got a, we got an email from a school board member and they're like, you know, for 30 years, we've had such a negative tone about our school. And just in a short time, like 30 days, they were like, I already see the, the perception changing and that people understand and are seeing what's happening in our schools And it makes a difference. Um, We work with some schools out in uh, the state of, oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Um, Massachusetts. 
And um, they had another school next to them. They're like, what the heck is going on? And so then we started working with them too. So anyways, it is not only seen by within your community, it's seen in surrounding communities and it's powerful. And, and what I love is that whether I work with them or whether, you know, we've got people in our membership group or even like on my newsletter, when they're following some of the tips that work, the strategies that work, people are seeing and commenting and they start, the comments start coming in about, oh my gosh, my child wouldn't stop talking about that activity or this is such a great opportunity for our students. I didn't know this was possible. Um, that's what really gets me fired up. And that's what I've been able to see um, in the last 10 years. And it's amazing that even after all this time, there's still some schools that haven't jumped on the bandwagon and aren't maybe using it to its fullest potential. And when they take those baby steps, um, I just see the morale uh, and the school culture improve and um, that excitement for what we get to do and be part of every day in students and staff and leadership that that really increases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huge impact. Yeah. And I've seen it, you know, and anecdotally and then talking to you all these years and um, yeah, you're crazy not to jump on board at some point. And it doesn't have to be social school free to you. It can be, it's, there's lots of uh, sources out there for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't do everything. And I have some of the best friends that are in specialty organizations that I can uh, push off. I, I've got a great friend, Aubrey Birch, who is almost like the me version, but she's more for small private schools. And so her and I have collaborated a ton. And so mm -hmm. um, there are so many schools out there to help. Uh, and so I just I'd like to let people know that, hey, asking for help is how you're going to get better. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out to those resources. And if, if it's me, great. But if it's not me, I've specifically told schools, I don't think I'm the right fit. Maybe you should right. call this person um, because I just I want to continue to do what I do best, um, which obviously, you know, I'm, I'm just pretty passionate about social media storytelling and and uh, getting those stories out there. So that's really my specialty. Yeah, well. A lot of social media talk here, but why don't you tell us a little, what are, what, tell us about one of your passions that's not uh, to do with work. I mean, what, what does Andrea Gribble do when she's not working? I mean, tell us, tell your audience, and maybe you have before, I don't know, but why don't you share, let's learn a little bit more about you. What are you, yeah. what are you doing when you're not doing social media? Well, usually I'm hanging out with this really good looking guy named Bill Gribble. He's my husband. Um, we have six kids and we live on a lake in Wisconsin and I learned to surf last year. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that is, you actually literally can have a surf boat that has a wake that I have not dropped the rope yet, but eventually I'll be able to drop the rope. That's a goal for 2024 um, that I'll be able to do that. I also love to travel and luckily with this job, I get to do that. Um, we, we took some dream vacations this last year with friends and with our church. And um, so I just love meeting new people and seeing new places. And then we spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, just we've, our last two kids are going to be, uh, are still in high school. Um, and so I love to really uh, feed into uh, my daughter and she's, she's playing basketball um, we love to take family trips as well. Um, and then on, the, you know, on the side of just when we relax, which 
Um, we do, and I've gotten better at relaxing. We're we're now in the middle of suits. So those of you that uh, like to watch suits, um, we had watched most of Outlander. Um, I don't know, Breaking Bad. Uh, what? Oh, um, Yellowstone. Um, and oh, I want to share a really um funny story with everybody that I don't think I shared. So 1883, I was watching that series on the planes because I don't have, what is it, Paramount or Paramount Plus. I don't have that subscription. So I was watching that on the airplane. And earlier this year, I was all by myself and I was watching like the second to the last episode. And there was like some blood and all of that. And you guys, I passed out on the airplane. I knew I was getting woozy and literally totally blacked out and woke up and did not know where I was. I was sweating like a banshee. Oh my gosh. I was so soaked. I was so embarrassed. Nobody noticed. Luckily, they just maybe thought I fell asleep, but I have a really queasy stomach. So if somebody tells me a gross story, like I've been known to pass out from that, I have passed out giving blood, uh, you know, just so that's maybe something that people wouldn't know too. Okay. Very good. Very good. Wow. 200 episodes. It's amazing. 10 years as, as you look forward to the next 200 episodes and, and next 10 years. I mean, what, uh, what excites you? What, uh, what keeps you going? Well, you know, as, as much as we can hate all the changes with social media and the glitches and all of that, um, I always tell people that's job security. Okay. <laughs> it's job security for me. It's job security for you as a school storyteller. Um, and dealing with social media. So I, I'm just excited to see where it goes next as far as being able to tell these authentic stories. Um, you know, I just did a, a big survey and a majority of the schools are not using students in their storytelling. So I'm looking to to help schools and, and push that percentage to a bigger percentage because I think that has a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, we we don't know what's going to happen with anything. Um, it's, uh, you know, kind of a crazy time um, in the country and in the world. Um, but I think because we get to be focused on all of the great things happening in our school, I just, that leaves me really, really optimistic. Um, and I just look to how can I help elevate these stories in bigger ways. And um, I just have to say, I mean, I do a lot of things, writing and, um, you know, obviously, speaking at, at events, which I also love, but this podcast is like my favorite thing um, to do. And you know, um, Bill, many times, um, Bill works for himself as well. So we bo both work out of the home and I'll come up for lunch and we'll meet and I'll be just like beaming and so excited about the school that I just talked to and they're doing this and this is what I learned. And so I'm just excited to meet more people and um, it was fun over the holidays. I had somebody reach out and say, Hey, could I be on your podcast? I think I'd, and I'm like, yes. So if you are listening right now and you're doing social media, whether you're just getting started, whether you think you're doing something cool, whether you're struggling, reach out because I want to talk to more people. Um, and, uh, I certainly don't see myself stopping anytime soon with this podcast. Um, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, social media is not going anywhere. It's it's here. And what I love about what you do is you try to make it as positive as possible. 
um, your company and all the people that work with you. Um, if we're, if it's going to be here and we're going to have to, and, and we're going to use it, let's make it a positive thing. So yeah. that's, that's always, that's been an inspiration. So. Yeah. Cause there can be negative stuff and there is going to be, but if we can use it for the positive, I think there's a lot there. And, and, uh, um, it's great to have leadership buy-in for that. Um, make sure that you have the right tools and support, uh, for that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the, the future definitely looks bright and I am going to be here cheering all of the storytellers on, um, for far into the future. Awesome. Well, that's all my questions. All right. Well, anything just now wrapping up, Bill, as far as you watching me in this role and uh, building this business, um, you know, any reflections that you'd uh, just like to share? And I'm sure you'd want to share a few more jokes because I feel like you didn't get to be funny enough no. in this interview. No, I guess thinking back, I mean, number one, I'm just so proud of you and what you've done and. And uh, like I said, people see, they see you on top of the hill, this, you know, successful uh, woman, entrepreneur, but they don't realize what it took to get there. And, you know, we went, we were living in a little two bedroom house we had to rent and that, uh, and so I remember that and all the, you know, I remember in the early days, I was the guy that had to go to the shows with you and help out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I spent a lot of time early on helping out with social security to keep it going. Uh, when we, uh, you know, when I proposed, we didn't even know if, if the business was going to be viable at that point. Right. You know, it was uh, it was showing signs of life, but we didn't know, yeah, you know where it was going to go. But it didn't matter uh, to me at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I guess. Uh, I'm just the biggest thing is how proud I am of you, how dedicated you are, and and the hours you put in. And uh, I've always said I've never met anybody in my life, and I've been in I was in sales, corporate life for many many years, and I've met thousands of people. I've always said nobody makes a better first impression than I than you uh, mm -hmm. of anybody I've ever met. So and the, and that's important. Um, and you're not shy. And I love people and, uh, you know, but I just, uh, I genuinely want, want to be able to help people. And I think the best thing about this business and, you know, frankly, being your own boss, you don't have to worry about what anybody else really thinks, but that you can truly just feed into people and, and then be yourself. And I think being relatable and knowing that how many mistakes I've made along the way that I'm not afraid to share that, I think people relate well to that. And I don't, and I, I try to push people to do what they can with social media, but to not push themselves so that they always feel like they're behind. And so, um, that's been really fun. There was a lot of times where I didn't know if it was going to work out. And like you said, when we got married, I, that was at a time that I didn't have a paycheck yet. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't until like six months later when I got that call from the accountant. So it was a big, um, big step, but, uh, I love what I get to do. And uh, thank you for the nice compliments. Of course. Of course. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. And thank you, Bill, for uh, interviewing me today. I hope this helps. I hope it gives you some insight. Um, we're here. Social School Free to You is going to be here for 10 more years and for 200 and more episodes. So we'll be back next week with a fantastic guest. And if you want more Bill Gribble, you got to let me know. Okay. You got to at Andrea Gribble out on X or Twitter. Or you can email me. Andrea at socialschoolforedu.com. We'll see if we can uh, have Bill make another appearance. Sometimes my uh, guest interviewers are, are more popular than me, honey. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe the 400th episode. Maybe I can okay. get back. We'll okay. We'll, we'll at least let you have that. Okay. Okay. Very All right. good. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much. I want to let you in on a little secret. Creating this podcast is my favorite thing to do. Now, I have a pretty amazing job all around, but podcasting is my happy place. Of course, podcasting doesn't pay the bills, and I have six kids, remember? So I wanted to remind you of the three ways I help schools through my paid programs. Number one and most popular is my membership group. You can join my exclusive virtual community designed for school social media managers. It offers a treasure trove of resources, including Canva templates, daily support, live weekly training sessions, and access to a vast library of webinars. You guys, with over 400 schools across the country already benefiting from this vibrant community, you'll gain insights and tools that can supercharge your school's social media presence. Number two way that I serve schools is speaking. I love to share my passion for social media. And I do this with communication organizations across the country and school districts. You know, my keynotes really deliver actionable tips and strategies that can be implemented immediately, ensuring that your school stays ahead of the communication curve. And last, number three, my team and I, we actually do social media management for schools. So many school districts struggle to stay consistent on social media, and that's due to a lack of dedicated communication personnel. So that's where we come in. Our team will partner with your school district to manage your Facebook and Instagram accounts, and we ensure a consistent flow of compelling stories that come directly from your staff. That's it. If you are interested in getting more details on number one, the membership group, number two, speaking, number three, the social media management, hop on over to my website, socialschoolforedu.com. And then until next time, keep telling those stories.